0: We're all about turning a crappy situation into something about positive. quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still
1: remember the day when no one turned up, up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something.
0: I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of From Poop to Gold. I'm your host, Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer. I'm Benton Crane, CEO. And today we have an awesome guest on, um, Jordan Page.
1: Hello. Welcome.
0: Hi. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks.
1: I, I audibly had to stop myself from chuckling when you said from poop to gold. I've never loved a name more. I just want you to know <laughs> okay. that. Have my stamp.
0: We wanted it to be memorable, and it is that. It is. <laughs> so. I
1: love it so much.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, so Jordan Page, she runs the wildly successful blog, um, Fun Cheap or Free, and um, you have a pretty good following on Instagram. About two hundred thousand. You've got um, you've been on Rachel Ray, The Today Show, Good Morning America, TLC Today, C N B C Inside Edition, and now from Poop to Gold. Which tops them all. Well, I was gonna say it's this so is going low. in the wrong direction. No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit, if we can, um, for our audience about kind of your origin story. What were you doing before Fun, Cheap or Free? Okay. And uh how did how did that all come about how did you get into that
1: so in a nutshell which is hard for me to do but i will do my best um we my husband is an entrepreneur it it kind of happened a little bit on accident he you know went to college to learn how to work for people but then really we just felt like it was time for him to quit working for people who kept just kind of screwing him over honestly and do his own thing and with that of course comes a big shock to your finances for anyone who's ever started a business we went from two semi stable incomes to one and then basically to none when we started having kids and then had to of course learn oh my gosh we're on our own insurance oh my gosh we don't know what our paycheck is going to be next month and we're still figuring out what last month's was and oh my gosh we have payroll so never mind last month's paycheck is going to everybody else so with we call it our fd our financial disaster mm-hmm. and as we went through that um god bless credit cards because it kept us from losing our house, you know, from, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, um, we, as we were going through this, I had this sense of despair because I kind of felt like online, I could only find either these financial gurus that were just like, Oh, no big deal. Just pay cash for your house. Or, you know, just put all this extra money into your 401k. And I'm like extra money. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk groceries here. Or I found coupon bloggers that Mm -hmm. just taught you how to find a good deal on stuff. And I thought, I feel like there's got to be a happy medium. There's got to be a way that you can, that I don't have to use that coupon in order to be quote unquote frugal or good with my money, but also like I need some realistic everyday finance tips here and couldn't find anything. So I kind of just scratched it. I stopped listening to everybody, burned all the books and I just figured it out on my own and, and it worked. And so in 13 months we were able to pay off about $15,000 of credit card debt yeah. we paid off uh, by selling a car that we couldn't afford that we had like $10,000 left on and we that year we're only making about $30,000 so we paid off you know about half our income worth of debt but we started having more fun than ever and that's where i was like whoa this whole budgeting thing is way different than i thought we were going out more we were entertaining more we were making mm-hmm. more friends we grew closer as a couple So I started a blog um, to kind of just share the fun, cheaper, free things we were finding to do in and around Utah. And and I realized that while it was cool to tell people about a free concert in the park or a free movie night here, that really it was when I chimed in with super hard conversations that I was fine having online. Like my husband and I fought about money last night. Here's what we fought about and here's how to fix it and how we'll never fight about it again. Or here's how much we pay for babysitting or here's how much um, we pay for groceries for a family of our size. And those are the kinds of conversations that people really started listening to. And it just kind of exploded.
0: (laughs) What was it like to start to open up at that level of deep detail, right? That, that much transparency. Mm -hmm. Was that a, was that a rough transition or did it come naturally?
1: It came naturally for me because I think I was born without a frontal lobe. I have no social filter.
0: (laughs) The the filter's just gone. It's gone.
1: It's just not there. But it was definitely new. It was a pioneering space online because I remember vividly I was talking about – our mortgage and how we actually, I I was doing a post on a bunch of things talking about some of our big finances, like cars and stuff. And I remember my, I had a sister-in-law who was so uncomfortable. She read it and she called my husband and was like, Hey, look, do you know your wife is saying this stuff online? And, and he, um, and I had a long chat and, and we realized that, you know what, like at some point somebody has to start talking about this stuff because hello. All of Americans are terrible with money. It is so rare to find someone who's debt-free and really has a a good relationship with money. Like, what is wrong here? P.S., we go to college, we go to high school, we do all these things, and we learn about geometry and history and math and English, yet we become an adult. and Someone hands us a credit card and a car payment, and they say, good luck, have fun, having never learned about it before. So it was a little weird at first, But I kind of just had to stop looking side to side and just doing what I felt like was beneficial to those who were desperately searching for something like I had been before. And that's really when people started listening. And that's when the TV show started calling. And that's when, um, you know, the opportunity started coming in. And more than that, that's when my audience became hyper engaged. And I gained this incredible relationship with them, which is just good business advice in general. You can have the most amazing product but if you don't have a relationship with the people that you're targeting that product toward and you don't know what their pain points are and their worries and their stresses, what and how many kids they have, what they look like, where they live, then you're just making a cool product that's going to go into the empty nothing.
0: What I like about the way you approach things is you try to solve a problem for yourself first and then um, and then you turned and it just turns out a whole bunch of other people also need <laughs> that same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um and uh, there's a book I don't know if you've read it called the User Method that talks specifically about that. That entrepreneurs that basically go and they they innovate on something in or in order to solve a problem for themselves, mm-hmm. and they end up creating something really cool that it uh, turns out a whole lot of other people want as well.
1: Yeah, necessity is the mother of all invention, right? Right.
0: right.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I I had a hard time. Um, considering myself an expert or a guru. I didn't know what to call myself yeah. because I've never taken a personal finance class. I've never, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not certified in any way. But then I realized, I think that's why this crowd and I get along so well and why mm-hmm. this is working because they can go to right the financial on. experts that are out there that do have all the letters behind their names. They can go find them. It's there. But I was feeling a void that wasn't there. And, and I kind of consider myself the Rachel Ray of finance. She right. never went to cooking school right. ever. In fact, she hasn't even taken professional classes, but she literally started writing the book on it yeah. because she learned to cook by cooking. Yeah. So once I embraced that, I really feel like I found my voice and my courage to step up and stand in front of a group of, you know, tens of thousands of people and say, this is what I did. It worked for me. Here's how you can try it too.
0: Okay. That's awesome. At what point did you realize Hey, I'm onto something here. This can be full time. This can be my thing.
1: Well, in 2011 is when I started my blog and it was strictly a hobby blog. Yeah. The only reason I started it is because our family blog back in the day when people had those yeah. remember those cute little blog readers. Oh, it was such an innocent time I <laughs> when the interwebs like favored you. Um, anyway, I, our family blog was private. And I, but I wanted to share some tips and some things that we were doing that were really working. So I just opened up a blog spot, just basically a a family blog that wasn't private and just started kind of rambling. And so after a year and a half of doing this quote unquote as a hobby, yet I would stay up late at night to do it. And I kind of set these deadlines for myself and I really wanted to get, you know, five posts out a week if I could. And I was taking pictures of all the food I was making with my awful, terrible Phone camera that 10 years ago was not even worth taking pictures. But yeah. anyway, my husband um found this crazy little thing called Google Analytics. And I was like, What's a Google Analytics? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. So he plugged it into my blog and he was like, Oh, holy Hannah, Jordan, you have like three hundred thousand people a month reading this blog. <laughs> and I had no idea. <laughs>
0: awesome. And
1: back in the day, that was before Pinterest. That was sure. before and that was a lot of traffic. And I actually believe it still is. It's a
0: ton of traffic. Um
1: but uh, it, I have been far surpassed, of course, by by other people. But that hasn't been my MO, which is fine. But um, I, he said, OK, let's chat. He's the entrepreneur, remember? Yeah. And he said we would be doing a disservice by not finding a way to monetize this and make a business out mm-hmm. of it. And it was a knockdown drag out fight. I said, no way. No, this is a hobby. Once I make money with it, it becomes a job. Mm -hmm. I'm a slave to the advertisers. I'm a slave to Google ads. I'm a slave to my audience. You suck all the fun out of it. Yes. And he, it took me some time, but he really sat me down and we made a list of every possible way I could make money from not only my blog platform, but others. And then we crossed off everything I hated. I hate doing sponsored content. I just hate it. And we started crossing things off and we narrowed it in. And then we, we circled three or four things that I would just love to do and I would do them for free, but how cool if I made money doing it. TV was one of them. A book deal was one of them, uh, programs and then live events. Those were really the things that like got me excited. And that's where the, where the catalyst and the shift happened, where I started treating it like a hobby that I still love, not going to dilute my message, but it's perfectly fine. And as a result, you know, we've built this seven figure business without, without giving up any quality, I believe, without ever diluting the true message, without even making like most of the content is still free to my audience. We just found a way to make the advertisers pay more on our blog ads or little things that didn't affect my audience at all. And in fact, only enhanced my ability to give them what they wanted. And that's when the magic started happening. So for those listening who have this hobby and you feel like you're selling out, that's not the case. It doesn't have to be the case for sure.
0: It's awesome. So this show is called Poop to Gold.
1: As it should be, (laughs)
0: yes. (laughs) Tell us about a situation that was really crappy. You took a rough situation and turned it into something special.
1: You know, I guess I guess you could even go as far back as saying just our FD, our financial disaster in the mm. first place. Um, it was it was really hard to look in the mirror and say, wow, I never thought the pages would be the ones living off of credit cards, stuck in a two-bedroom townhome across the street from a strip club, literally. Um, that like, how are we ever gonna get out of this? Uh I didn't think this is what entrepreneurial life was going to be. And instead, it really all came down to a mindset shift um, for us and saying, okay, this, not, we can't blame this on anything. This was a choice we made. So how can we elevate this? So, And by, by doing that, it was almost like taking the crap and literally putting it online <laughs> and sharing <laughs> with people what we were going through and how we were trying to overcome it. And it turned to gold because, again, likes attract and I think people like to relate to things. So that's one um, also failing on something is, is really hard, but it also feels really good to cross something off the list. Don't you think to be like, you know yeah. what, at least we tried it and that was a miserable failure. Uh, for example, a couple of years ago I invented this, so I've got six kids, had them. A- are, so do I. Yeah. Crazy town. Yeah. You're, you're insane like I am. But yes. we, we had ours within <laughs> eight years. Yeah, exactly. Again, remember that no that no frontal lobe <laughs> thing? <laughs> yeah, I think that plays in here. No, I love it. I love it more than anything. But we had ours within eight years. So they're all like a year and a half apart. They're really close. So at one point, I invented this nursing cover. Totally random. Then the whole fun, cheaper, free, budget, frugal thing. But it was something that totally saved my life with kids. And it was something that wasn't out on the market. And I even was able to get a patent on it. And and Bubba, my entrepreneur husband, who's very supportive, but also my sounding board and will tell me when I'm being dumb. He was like, Jordy, I love you. This is really cool. But you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. And I ignored him. I ignored him. And he just said, you don't have the capital for this. Physical products are a lot Patents cost a ton. How are you going to sell this? How are, I'm fine. I'm fine. So I, I did it and it ended up being a total failure. We had, I hired the wrong guy who made a bunch of mistakes in China. My to, I totally got screwed over. They printed the wrong thing. They shorted me, you know, 200 covers that I ate the cost. I was up till two in the morning shipping these covers that I wasn't even proud of all this stuff. And he was right and it failed. And I thought, you know what? I learned a ton mm-hmm. about physical products. I learned a ton about patents. I learned a ton about importing. I learned all these things. And I now know it is not a fit for what I do. Well, wouldn't you know, fast forward a couple of years and now we still have fun, cheaper free. And that is the frugal living budgeting. Uh, I have a budgeting program called budget bootcamp, but now we've expanded our brand. And mm-hmm. now we have a productivity arm where we have yep. productivity programs and, and courses and and events and then we have a speaking tour and now we actually are going back to launching a baby brand that because of the failure that I had a few years ago and everything I learned
0: no, yeah. No, yeah. yeah are you interested i got a couple in the I'd be happy to
1: give them to you <laughs> no totally starting over from scratch and the nursing cover is making a comeback we're doing it right this time but we have a different hero product but um Honestly, had I not failed super hard on that, I, I this one is going really well, and I think it's going to be a win in a number of ways because of the crap that I had to trudge through the first time.
0: Where it wouldn't have been otherwise. It
1: wouldn't have been. That's I right. would have just pushed through. I would have been limping along with this crappy product, draining all my money and time into it. And then, of course, what we say in our house is if you're going to fail, fail fast.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. accept it and move on. Yeah. We say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is just say, "Fell fast and fell a lot." Yeah, <laughs> <kidding>. It's true. <laughs> no. Process of elimination really does work. Yeah, I know, it does. It's all about the testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about um, your creative process. So one of the things um, I've enjoyed most about um, your your content is what we already talked about—just that transparency and the fact that you you um, show yourself without your makeup. You you give people a window into like your process of like your morning routine of like packing to go on um, a vacation. You had a video on like varicose veins Mm -hmm. and showing before and after and going into really detailed kind of stories about that stuff. And just, it just seems like, like you said, it's that that kind of open transparency there. And I guess what, what are some other things that you feel like are key to um, this brand in in your creative process? Mm.
1: Uh well thank you. I I take pride in my transparency. It does not work for everyone. A lot of people build a brand on perfection and edited images and perfect products and good on you. That is great. It's uncomfortable to me. It it is exhausting. It it honestly, I've tried that and it, there's so much angst involved in trying to either pretend to be something i not i'm not or to hide the crap in the background when i'm filming a video or whatever it's just easier it's just i can you. just hustle and get more done it's not me so a couple of things that we say internally and what i've really drilled into my team is our ultimate goal is B minus work like we are so solid with that where we do it and it's it's done well but it's more about the content than it is about the package and yeah. and just to get it done and just get it out there and get it out there before anybody else get it out there and do it right and give um, so I call my audience Freebs. Right. They're not followers, they're freebs. They right. actually named themselves years ago. It doesn't mean anything, it's just what what they started cool nicknaming themselves. themselves. Up, yeah. And we it, internally, we call our freeb Heather. And Heather just represents all of our people. We know, you know, what she looks like and what she likes to do and what content she likes. So everything we do is for Heather. And you know what? Heather doesn't care about a perfect package. And if Heather does care about a perfect package, then she becomes like a tiana and moves on to somebody else's platform you know okay. it's just not yeah. what we do so with the creative process we always keep heather in mind and um and there is no such heather by the way it's total fig- figure to sure person, sure no, but I get it. an avatar if you will.
0: Uh, yeah it's an avatar
1: um <clears throat> but so so we say a you know just b minus like let's not get caught up in perfection you
0: just embrace that as we your embrace brand it. That's, yes. that's, that's 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 what we're gonna fold. there's always a place for this a-type stuff, mm-hmm. but that's not us. It's we're, not us. We're live over here. Yes, right. because
1: cool. sometimes it would feel nice to maybe be a little more polished, but it really just isn't what our audience is asking for, yeah. so why bother? Right. I'd rather put out more, be able to offer more, and to do it, you know. And granted, we usually actually uh, wait until it's like A or A-minus work to put it out. We, yeah. we try not to publish the B-minus stuff, but it happens. Uh, but with the creative process, we also for me, I look out there and I see what everybody else is doing. And then I say, okay, how can we do it totally different? Like, Mm -hmm. how can we do what nobody else is doing? And in fact, uh, we are this year, you know, we're going to be coming out with, um, some physical products and some additional digital products. And, um, in my focus groups that I do with, with my freebs, I gather them together here in Utah and, I pick their brains and then I kind of write down everything they like about what they have already or what. And I'm like, okay, we are not going to build that. How can we make it totally different? And that's what I like. I don't want to compete. I want to fill a void. And that's in the creative process. That's exciting to me. It's fun to try to think of like with you guys, with your videos and with what you do, you say, okay, there's all these standard infomercials, Uh all these standard videos, the stuffy way of writing a press release. Now, rip it up, throw it in the garbage, and start from scratch. Right. And that we kind of do the you same thing. kind of do that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You're not the only one running this. You've already made mention of that. Yes. So how big of a team does it take to do what you're doing?
1: Uh, so a little different because I've had to do this pretty much by myself while my kids are napping or in the preschool pickup line. Uh, my phone is always dead because 90% <laughs> of what I do is just on my phone. And if it's not on my phone, there's that B-minus work. It just... Can't be done. Like yeah. I don't take good pictures. I just buy a dollar stock photo and call it a day or yeah, whatever it is, because sure. uh, I can do that with my thumb. Yeah. So up until this summer, I it was it was me by myself, and then um, I have an employee, Alicia. If you're listening, hi, you're amazing.
0: Employee She's been number with one.
1: Employee number one. She's mm-hmm. been with me for almost five years. Started out as a free and just worked for me super part time, couple hours a week and then in the last you know year or so we've she's really just upped the game and it's just it's helped me so much and then as of this summer my husband officially came on to the team oh, wow. and and was able to put in the time that it takes and i'm sure you can attest to this to recruit hire and train mm-hmm. an awesome team yeah. that is a full time job yeah, full-time in job. and of itself my gosh and i just i've tried in various ways and wasn't able to do it so don't take my advice cuz i did it by myself for a long time uh-huh But now we have a rock star team of eight people on our team, including myself. And everybody works remotely. Uh, Most of our team is comprised of stay-at-home moms or women who work at home. And um, a few people work full-time or almost full-time. But for the most part, we've all just learned how to work really hard in a short amount of time. And everybody's working in between naps. Business meetings through FaceTime or through Zoom or whatever are hilarious because... We like count how many times a kid comes in and like bumps the camera and interrupts (laughs) and and it's great. I love that I can help women especially support their families while still being numero uno, which is mom. And that's so important to me.
0: So great. Yeah. So, so for, for those of our audience that haven't heard of you, where, where should they look for you? Where's the Mm -hmm. first and foremost, like best place to follow Jordan or to follow, um, fun, Fun, for free.
1: Yeah. um, Good question. We actually kind of had a brand shift, which is fun. So, Fun Cheaper Free is still there and will always be there. But I really wanted to retain the integrity of having it be all things frugal living, budgeting, and finance. Okay. So, that now, you know, you can still find that on my blog, which is funcheaperfree.com okay. and then Fun Cheaper Free on Instagram. But, kind of like me, the other sides of my business, business in general, the productivity side, family side, you can follow me on YouTube. And then uh, on Instagram, at Jordan Page, is is where I really share the behind the scenes of my life. Okay.
0: And then as far as anything cool you have coming up that you want to give us a sneak peek into or something you're really excited about. Yeah. What's... um, Sneaky peeky.
1: Okay. You guys, don't tell anybody, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, We have a really exciting year. We, I mean, fingers crossed that this is going to work out, but we just went under contract for this property this cabin that we've been trying to buy for almost two years now oh, it's wow. so cool it's kind cool. of like an abandoned dude ranch it's the coolest thing oh my gosh. and we're turning it into like our freebes retreat cabin where we're gonna host oh my gosh, it's cool awesome. we're gonna offer it to our audience you know in various ways but also hold just really cool life-changing retreats there and i'm so excited about that so knock on wood i really hope that happens awesome. it would happen this summer if it does um And then we've got uh, Maury June, which is my baby brand. That's going to launch here in a couple of months. As soon as we get all the testing done, knock on wood, we're going to launch a line of productivity paper products um, that will help people be able to balance work life or mom life or me time and parent time or whatever. And we've got more digital products in the works. And then... I haven't announced this publicly, so you heard it here first. (laughs) We are going to be launching a shelf-cooking Bible, kind of like a cookbook like you've never seen before ever, hopefully in the fall.
0: Shelf-cooking Bible, huh? Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
1: You just buckle up.
0: Well, I hope those go really well for you, and it's really cool. It sounds like you've got a really good foundation of things you've learned along the way to give yourself added momentum each time you, you, you know, um... I guess, spread your empire out further. (laughs) Thank you. I
1: don't know much about an empire, but it's just... (laughs) What's happening. Taking what what I've... The mistakes I've made and teaching people how not to make the same mistakes and putting it into something they can enjoy
0: awesome so we've got a gift for you oh, for coming on you. the podcast here so
1: oh, oh my gosh i'm so excited i will yeah, never we'll read it but no i'm just about. kidding <laughs> i will read this it's thank a you so
0: much for joining us jordan it, it's been a great pleasure and we've really enjoyed getting to know you better
1: thank you yeah. so happy to be here
0: thanks. and thanks for listening guys and we'll see you on the next one